you could be a real man. You could do a kickstand. Ooh, whoa, 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 uh-oh. This was a hard list to make. I had to cut out so many this ska works. songs. I had a lot that I had to cut, and there was a lot that I didn't put on. This was really, really hard. I felt like I really let uh, Asian Man Records down. I had to cut so many of those sweet ska bands that Mike Park put together. and But I needed I... room. I don't know. I had a lot, and I didn't know where to go with it. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a dope mix. Ska. Yeah, and um, my plan of doing like the uh, the top level, the shallow, the shallow end of the ska pool, the um, and the letting pool. you guys dive deeper and deeper uh, worked out perfectly. So, I didn't yeah, put a once single. I saw the artist. Yeah, I didn't put a single real big fish song because I knew Me you either. were going to have that under control. I didn't do it because I didn't do it. Yeah, no, I put every I put every band on here that like a layman would have would have heard of except for one should we wait should we just start this episode we could talk all i tried we to want. not do layman terms or layman band. i tried to do well i did it on purpose because i knew what you guys were going to do but it's like you can't do a like all-time scott list without putting real big fish the aquabats like no i you wanted know. you to do it i knew you were going yeah to. no i think we all knew what each other was going to do and it works perfectly. i had no idea what danny was going to do to be honest i'm a secret well you had you had one idea which is the which was the impetus for this episode happening yeah that's true <laughs> that is true <laughs> you ready you ready can we start it i'm ready go for it Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. 2022 is finally coming, and we're going to skank into the new year because the past two years have sucked. Let's hope 2022 is better, and we are going to give you a ska playlist to really jump into 2022. Hi, I'm Danny from Beside Ourselves Podcast. I don't think you need to say what podcast you're from on the podcast. Just let it go, Welcome man. The good Burger, home of the good burger. Can I take your order? This is Josh, and uh, this is... Um, episode 50 so i think this is a good this is a good podcast to, to do no <laughs> yeah <laughs> we no we have 50 to do episodes we're done we have to do at least more than nerd life <laughs> no i don't want to quit i enjoy this even if no one ever listens after the next couple of weeks i would just do we it have, i like talking about music we, we have a dedicated cult following it's very small yeah, yeah. cult following we'll get um, out there but no, I, I, the uh, ska list uh, with our guest is a perfect way to celebrate uh, a 50th milestone. And so uh, we're doing our top and notable, like our favorite and also notable uh, ska song playlist. We're going to um, go with and notable. I feel like, because I huh? cut a lot of my top just because I wanted to make sure we weren't all repeating stuff. It's notable. These well, are ska songs you should be skanking to. Well, my thought my thought process was like you don't necessarily need more than one song from each artist because when we talk about this band, we can talk about the other stuff, you know. So, um, and so joining us today, <gasps> who is Mike, it? the Machine, Pakalska. Hello. Holy shit! It is me, Mike Pakalski, and I am here to talk about some ska. I feel honored because I'm in the presence of two former critic members. Oh, we're going, we're doing that right away, huh? 
I want to say I'm proud of you. This was your first show. Uh, no, I was planning on talking about it, especially because I brought my uh, Zoom with me to the show, and I just found out that uh, didn't get any audio on the way home. Oh, so, awesome. like I thought, wow. so we are now forced to talk about it, even though I was going to talk about it anyway. So, but and yeah, do we want to really talk about that now, now or at the end? Yeah, let's do it now, really fast. Let's get it out of the sure. way, you sexy bandmates. Yeah. Um, yeah, I joined uh, Former Critics. I'm the bass player. We had our we had our first gig in two years, right, Mike? Since like February 2020, so almost. It was January, or February 2020, actually. Snow was February. I remember because it, it was in Bowling Green. Yeah. It was yeah the 25th of January. Oh, it was January? Oh, I thought it was okay. That's what this says. So it's not completely two years, but it's really, really close. Super close. Yeah, so, essentially two um, years. Yeah, and I think it's a big milestone because Josh just started playing bass. Like he yes. picks it up this year, right? Uh, Josh did a like the, lot in like a, a, a little amount of time and he killed it. So props to Josh. So like listeners... To point it out, Josh works a lot, and he's got a, a very important job, and he also does a million things outside of work, podcasts, and just know that he dedicated this much time and actually joined a band, it's really fucking cool. And also, I've never seen Josh on stage not nervous, and he did it. I mean, I didn't go to the show because it was in Lansing and I'm lazy, but I will go to a show that's closer. There was no expectation of you coming to the to that show because it was so far away. So no worries. But thank you for saying. All. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was uh, with everything I have going on outside of that. It was a, a stressful endeavor, but uh, well worth it. And as yeah. Danny knows, I, I've I've been a long time always like friend of the band never in the band guy so like always the bridesmaid never the bride so uh it's cool and Can I ask one question we'll yeah did you pick or did you finger finger baby really he don't, he don't use no pick yeah i mean i actually a, think fingering is easier that's my personal opinion i just feel like maybe because i tried to write really ba- easy bass lines back in the day but when it came to like Pop punk and alternative, I always used a pick. And then the few times I played in metal bands, I did fingering. But I don't know. Just with pop punk, I'm so used to, like, I know you guys aren't completely pop punk, but I'm just saying that style, I was always into picking. So that's awesome because that's not necessarily an easy thing to jump right into. You can do slap next. (laughs) Uh, I need to, I, I feel like I probably do need to figure out how to pick. I, there was a, there was one a couple days where I like uh, opened up the tip of my finger, like I got a blood blister on my finger from how much I was practicing. And you'll get um, calluses. So yeah, well no, they're good now. <laughs> but um, I was I was spending yep. like hours a day <laughs> doing this. So, um, but so I was like, I I don't know how much I can like this is really hurting to practice today. So I tried with the pick and I was like hitting every other string and I was like this sucks I'm just gonna suffer through it and... wait till you do slap bass you're gonna get so many cuts on like the bottom part of your thumb yeah at first you'll get calluses there too but it sounds cooler you get a really cool ping noise yeah so yeah I, uh, I you know I I don't know if I said this after we started recording I was on Friday I was super nervous 
for like a song and a half. But then I felt like I was in the pocket for the most part after that. And uh, everyone was very supportive and nice and cool. So it made me feel better about it even more. So you were you were grooving very good. And the the amps we were using what made you have a lot of bottom and it sounded thick. It was good. Yeah. That's the first thing Mike said after your day. He's like, you sounded so thick. I was like, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a compliment for bass players. What what amp did you use? He was using a 15-inch orange and a 2 by or no, a 4 by 10 orange. So it was kind of like a stack. And then he had the the PV Festival Series head is what he was using. Back when we recorded, I used an orange just for the recording studio because that's what they had there, and it sounded so sick. I never was able to afford an actual orange amp, but man, they sound it's good. D- it's Doug's stuff. I don't have my yeah, own. Yeah, Doug. The only yeah, I only the only thing that I actually own at this moment in time is my bass, obviously, and a couple pedals. But I don't. Um, I'm gonna get obviously eventually get my own stuff, but the expectation no, wasn't that I was gonna buy. A, like all that stuff for the, first, the show. first show yeah no doug had it he made it work he and it's not it was big it was a big sound um that i've never played with like a 15 inch speaker on the stage like for bass so that gave it like an extra like it was land. a it was 15 really inch nice. uh, we had a 15 inch speaker on the bottom and then the four by ten on top you were playing with some nice gear first show he was. damn he was Holy shit. We were like, right. I don't want to make this completely about former critics, but I was proud of you and I wanted to talk about it. Go stream. Hey us. man, we can put, we can put uh former critics over as much as possible. So Bandcamp uh, link is in the site or in the show notes as we are the um, outro song. So. Woo. All right, let's pick it up, pick yeah. it up, pick it up where we let's left talk off. Some ska. All right. What do you know so, about ska, Josh? Um, I know that, uh, the ska that we are mostly in love with is the third wave of ska and then it comes out of like reggae and dance hall, but I don't, uh, I didn't do any research cause I knew that, uh, ever studious Mike was, was like, I'm coming with facts. So is I was going to let him. Ska fourth wave then. Um, are we in fourth wave yet or fifth sure, wave or I, Sure, I think at this point ska is just ska now, and um, I don't really, I don't care about fucking what we were, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I just think it's interesting. I don't really care either, but like, I get the whole first wave. There's not a ton of bands I love from it, but there's some. And then first second wave's the two-tone. Yep, yep. And, and then, then the Root Boys, which always is a fun, interesting story. Yeah, when, so this, like, the way I see it is like Jamaica ska is your first wave ska. Two-tone is like your British ska mixed with they they're essentially like the first because like the Jamaicans brought it over to England and then the English kind of adapted it and made it their own and kind of made it a little bit more punky, but it was like punk of the 70s. Yeah. So it sounds the way that does. So it's a little like more aggressive and like harder, but still it's not like the third wave, which didn't really start until about, I don't know, around the 80s, I'd say, with like Operation Ivy and bands like those. And then 
in the 90s, I think they were like, they took that like beginning third wave from the 80s and just launched it and did like, and mixed it with anything really. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I think after third wave, there's so many different sub genres of it that, I mean, there's so many different sub genres of Scott even before third wave. So it's Scott's a messy genre. So <laughs> what do you think is the most popular ska band ever? Yes. Ever going by charts, not by your opinion. Okay. So are we, are we saying, offhand. uh, did they stay a ska band? And is it oh, no. charts no. or American charts? Because Scott and Britain is huge. Okay, so my opinion is if we're if they didn't stay a ska band, the answer is no doubt. Yep, that's my opinion. When it comes to American ska, then yes, I think they when it comes to all ska, ska, if you're looking at charts, it's probably no doubt. Sure, I'll go with that. Now, granted, they didn't get ri- like Tragic Kingdom is the only successful. You, like, hey, you hear spiderwebs on the radio still to this day? No, 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 no. So, no. So that's what I was gonna say. Tragic Kingdom is the only like mainstream popular like chart charting album that they have that still sounds really ska like they that's where they started to like depart and become you know popular but you you still hear the the influence in later stuff too like i agree it's, it's i mean not in Gwen stefani's that's solo it. stuff but I, that does, i mean I, it's hard not to agree with that if you're talking charts um well that's what danny said was charts yeah, yeah. and again american charts i don't know I would probably say worldwide it would be. I don't know. I th- I would think maybe the specials, but I don't know like the charts on it. Like I don't know like the numbers. So if we're you guys keep numbers, talking and I'm gonna Google some stuff. Because again, the if you're if you're bringing in like British charts to it, I would I would think the specials. I don't know. Right, how, but there's so I, many I, I more people know, that live yeah, in the United States know, than in England. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like how, like number-wise, how much, how comparable it is. When it comes to, I'm sure no like, doubt it's probably the most selling sky. Yeah, but again, artist. they they, I mean, I don't want to say sold out, but they changed their style once they got popular, which is fine. But like, real big fish stayed pretty much on the course. Lesson Jake has stayed very much more on the course. Like when it comes to larger ska bands. If you're talking about American ska bands that stayed a ska band, it's real big fish is the answer. Yes. Yeah. They they flirted with they got rid of their horns um for a period, but they came back also, though, didn't they? I feel like well, you still hear horns. And well and I've learned in the last couple years that horns are a good indicator but not a requirement. Oh, we'll get into that later. Let's see if someone put Goldfinger on their list. <laughs> <laughs> Superman by Goldfinger is the most third wave ska song that's ever I been recorded. I don't understand how you think Goldfinger. I'm not getting. I can't sit here. I can't and fight you. you. Listen. It's so funny when you said Suicide that in that episode. When you said that in that episode, I I literally it was like, oh, Mike's gonna text me about that. <laughs> I don't know why I think that because Suicide Machines to me is a ska band, but they don't really have horns in 99 percent of their music. Well, it's not just, yeah. It's the it's upstroke just... style, but I know Goldfinger is pretty Scott. I just wanted and to. And they have horns. So, like, that. I know they do. 
Well, no, and so when I'm when I'm talking about when I'm talking about bands that are that are ska, or because I like I think a ska punk band is still no, a ska. So band. many ska songs on them, like. Ooh, good. He's he's showing off his Goldfinger collection, and I don't have any Goldfinger vinyl, so I'm jelly. This is literally yeah. No, I'm not even arguments. I over. just There's, you cannot say that Goldfinger is in ska. Mike, I'm just doing it to mess with you. I think Goldfinger's I was, I was on a walk and I heard that. I heard you say Goldfinger's not Scott. And I stopped what I was doing. I heard Mike scream from an hour and, text, and a half away. I texted Josh and I went, what the hell is happening? Listen, here in your bedroom doesn't have horns, so I wanted to mess with you. I know it's Scott. Oh my God. Superman is well, like the... Yeah. But that's the thing. Is it, it doesn't need to... I, it doesn't need to have horns. I would I would say that I would say that not every song fits pro, the prototypical, um, you know, what you expect. Not every song is, uh, you know, sellout. But um, well, I, I think know I said like Rancid and Sublime, who both don't have any horns, are both ska bands because they're ska, they, at some point in their discography they were ska punk bands. Well. I, I mean, like I said a couple of minutes ago, I, I consider Suicide Machine a ska hardcore band, and you don't hear a lot. They have of a horns, lot of songs. They, they have the ups. Yeah, they do. But, but I get it. I was just messing with Mike mostly. <laughs> and their logo. Also, they have the the quintessential. Our logo a mascot is skanking. Like so, you know. Yeah. What's that? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. That doctor that helped people commit suicide. That they use. Yeah, is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, it's Doctor Kevorkian with his needles. So hold on, I had. Wait, is that what they're named after? Is Doctor Kevorkian? Yes, they used to have a name that they change. That's wild. Yeah, this is their first album. With uh, they were called Jack Kevorkian or Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide Machines. Yeah, and then they changed it just to the Suicide Machines. Yeah. I think they got sued, if I remember. Well, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, all right. Let's get into our. Let's get into this. Well, actually, I don't know. Do we want to do more history of ska? Well, or you I, to... let's do like a personal history, and then let's go into it. Okay, personal history this isn't of a ska. History yeah, look uh, up. You yourself. want me to go first because I'm uh, the the biggest. The, I'm a baby on uh, yeah. more of a baby on ska. All right, so um. I I liked a lot of s- stuff that is ska, but didn't like realize what I was doing when it was um, because unlike Mike, I was old enough <laughs> to like some of these songs when they were originally on the radio. And Mike was just a little baby, little baby boy. And Danny's even older than me, so. Um, but like you know, I liked No Doubt. I liked Real Big Fish. I liked you know any, but it was it was all bass level. It was like because I was like. 10 or you know whatever and um stuff would be on the radio or on tv um and then when i had my little um break from reality and got saved and was only listening to christian music i really liked five iron frenzy everyone likes five iron frenzy still yeah well no so five iron frenzy um there's there's a sizable or there was a sizable like Christian ska scene, um, and Five Iron Frenzy was I felt like was the one band that could kind of cross over, which they kind of have. 
because they'd have your Jesus-y songs, but then they'd have silly songs about Canada or about being bullied in high school or what or whatever. So, um, which is, you know, look at the, look at the Aquabats. The Aquabats are goofy and silly and not like other ska bands where they talk about shitty stuff because the lead singer and the, f- the founder is a Mormon. Like, so they're not going to do your real big fish. Like everything sucks and let's drink yeah. beer and like, um, but so that, and then when I went to college, um, actually it's Will that got me like, cause he was really into real big fish. And so that's where from Will, that's where I like started to branch out and learn, uh, more than just like, you know, like three or four radio hits that I knew and, um, started to explore. I was going to say, I, I knew about the suicide machines and I knew they were from Detroit, but I don't think I realized they were a ska band until way more recently. Again, half their songs are hardcore and half of them are ska styles. So yeah. And I'm, under, and I'm to... thinking the ones I, yeah, the ones I heard back in the, like when I was in high school, um, were probably not the ska songs because, but then again, I didn't really have a word for it then. It was just like, oh, punk rock with trumpets. I, I guess this is a thing. Like I didn't necessarily know that it was a specific sh- subgenre. So, and then here I am. I, a ska I nerd. Yeah. Still the, I'm still the, the, you know, the, the baby of the group, we but can, we're, we're here like to it. teach you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you to listen to some of our songs. I haven't even seen what Mike put on the list, but I'm sure it's more deep dives, just like me of stuff that from the nineties and two thousands, you're going to really dig if you get into it. Maybe a little farther back than that too. Well, did you go all the way back? I like a lot of ska. <laughs> I mean, I like older ska, but not enough to put on the list. Like, I didn't put any of the second or first wave. I had some at first, but I cut them out because I was like, "Ah, I'm going to stick to, like, a lot of the, like, I don't know, the era. Skink and Pickle era. All right. I will will say, like, you know, Mike Mike is well known for his Kiss fandom, but, like, I feel like ska is the, it's like the next thing on the tier. Ska's like my number two. Yeah. He's, Yeah. And that's the other thing that he gets the most riled up about. It's Kiss and Ska. So, like, you want to really hurt Mike's feelings. You're like, Kiss sucks. Ska is is dead. And he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, you know, so. Ska is doing such a good resurgence. Like, I didn't put any of them on my list. But two of my favorite albums of this year. Yeah, two albums that came out this year are Ska albums that are on my, like, or, or, or might be on my top ten list. Like, it's it's back, baby. Oh, that's something I was going to say a little bit earlier. So I, never I feel like it, it's just hibernating, you know? No, just people didn't care. I feel like this is just, <laughs> I mean, they're on my list, so we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I feel like there was a couple year period where it was kind of dead, but bands like Streetlight Manifesto and Big D kind of kept it alive. They were, they were keeping it alive for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like the, it was like no other bands really besides them putting out like they solid. They were there, just I don't think a lot of people were paying attention. That's yeah. what I really think. Oh, and they was. were putting out great albums during that time too. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say that I don't think that I don't know that a fourth wave needs to exist because I don't think there's been enough of a stylistic difference in what today's ska bands are doing as opposed to what third wave ska bands are doing and that's probably also because there was a big enough stylistic variance 
in third wave ska that everything that's not coming now is has branched off of that but not gone far enough away that it needs to be its own separate like thing yeah that's I why will, i say all sky is ska at this point and i will say if there's a fourth wave ska i have an opinion on what it should be fourth wave ska should be what jeff rosenstock did this year all of our favorite bands should put out a version of their album as ska because no dreams was amazing ska dreams is um ska dreams is better tier. than no dream I agree. I agree. I love Snow but Dreams. Don't get me wrong, Jeff but has been playing Sky's whole life, so he can he can do it. Yeah. If you have any other band do that, it's gonna sound like every other generic Sky song on the radio. Jeff, well, maybe, but like can make it work. I want to hear "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" turn into a Sky band, but by Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, we I know that Travis Barker because Travis Barker can't with... drum. Travis Barker has already been in Sky bands. He's done. Aquabats. Yeah. But again, he recorded for all, Goldfinger too. That's all those bands know. So you listen to that new Goldfinger, it's going to uh, Blink 182 Take Off Your Pants and Ska Jacket is going to sound exactly <laughs> like the new Goldfinger album. Well, and that new polished, Goldfinger album. Super polished Ska that's just going to be covers of already polished Blink 182 songs. Like, I think that new Goldfinger album sounds like the last, it sounds like the last Blink album. I actually like, really love that last Goldfinger album. I mean, I've, I like, like I almost enjoy it. it done. All right, I have a question that you guys have to answer at the end of the episode, so I want you time to think about it. Because of this, if you could pick one punk or pop punk album to become ska, what do you want it to be? And then we can talk about that at the end. So you have time to think about it. And you don't have to like give me an answer right now. All right. Just because that, like, like we just said, like the. Fucking Jeff Rosenstock album is so good, ska. Like it was so good before, but wow, it is yeah, a ska he, album. He made it a completely different. I don't know. It was just it's. I, I love Jeff, so I can't. <laughs> That's it. That's right there. That's ska dreams. <laughs> well, as I said, Mike just went and saw him. Oh, yeah, isn't this? Uh, Got this hat. Oh, dang, I didn't even notice the hat. I wish I would have went and saw them. They were, you know, in Detroit, what, a week ago? Yeah, Mike was there. I cried. Mine's just basic white. I mean, not basic. It's still very. To describe uh, this to the viewers, they both have their albums out. Mike got the got a variant that is. Split black and white variant that is the early bird edition. There we go. Uh, I ordered it right away, but I still got white. Danny's, it's all white. They both look cool, though. I'm a big Jeff fan, so I, ha- I have everything. My friend tried to get me into Jeff in the beginning, and I didn't mind it. He also got me into Bomb the Music Industry, which I like more. But Bomb's, Bomb is, in my opinion, not. I don't want to say a better band, but... My okay. Favorite of the two. All right. I was worried <laughs> what you were going to say there because I like Bob more. I like Bob more. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Jeff Solo. Yeah. It's just different. All right. Do we Let's do we have any other? List. Okay. I was going to say, do we have? Wait, any we other... didn't do history oh, yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, I just did mine, yeah. and then we started talking about something else. All right. This would be a long ass episode. You can go. It's fine. It's Ah, uh, so I was hoping to go last. All right, I can go. Okay. All right. Um, 
I'm not sure how it started, but I believe the first ska, the band that got me into ska was a local ska band at a local uh, venue we used to always hang out. And it was just like a ska night, I guess. I knew nothing about the genre, but the band was called Mr. Sexy and the Super Ska Machine. And they played and it was amazing. And I'm not sure where it went from there because it kind of just snowballed. Um, and I just basically found anything ska. This is probably ninth or 10th grade. And anything that was ska, I'd listen to it. I would sit in class. I would just do nothing but go on Yahoo music videos because that would work in our class. And I would just type in different ska bands and just watch all of their music videos. Um, any band, it didn't matter. I'd be, I'd be, I'd ha I'd just listen to ska all day long on my iPod at school. Um, and it really just skyrocketed from there. And ever since it's just, it's been one of my favorite genres. I skipped uh, my 11th grade prom, I think, or no, my ninth grade homecoming, or no, 12th grade homecoming to go see Mustard Plug with Joe. <laughs> uh, because I was like, well, Mustard Plug's coming in with this band called the Johnstones, which ended up becoming one of my favorite. I traveled to Canada to go see the Johnstones the same day I met Rey Mysterio. Um, and they, I found them that day at the mustard plug and it was awesome, but I don't know. It's, it started with Mr. Sexy, I think, and snowballed from there. And I've been a ska kid ever since. And I, that's, were you in a ska band at some point? I was in a ska band, uh, in high school, I think 10th grade, we were in a band called Chester Funk. Me, okay. That's Doug, why I, yeah. Uh, Kay played trombone. We had, or no, uh, tuba. It was a tuba. No, sousaphone. It was a sousaphone. We stole it, took, we borrowed it from the marching band. And uh, we had a sousaphone, saxophone, clarinet maybe at least once. It was, it was good. We, we played a few, a few, uh, a few gigs and that was it. We almost played with We Are The Union uh but it was a giant snowstorm and they had to cancel on their way down because they couldn't make it so i've always heard chester union, funk like, mentioned and I'd almost never 20 years ago <laughs> i think if you find us on myspace the songs might still be up if that's available on myspace still hmm. i've been thinking about putting them on Bandcamp. i don't know <laughs> But yeah, that's my story. I don't. I really don't know. I discovered Scott, and then I started. I kept going to Scott shows ever since. Um, it's just been something that's been in my life ever since, probably ninth or tenth grade, I would think. Like nice. fully. Cool, Danny. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's all, right. all I got. I feel like I have a pretty fun backstory to my Scott story. So you ready? I had a friend who lived in Beijing, China, and him and his sister would come and they had a cabin in the the lake I lived at, Goose Lake, and they would come every summer and I started a band with him, but I found out like he was in a band called End of the World in Beijing, China. He was in a very popular ska band in Beijing, China, 
which was really cool. He was also in a band called Brain Failure, and both of them were very popular still in Beijing, China, even though he's not Scott's in either of them. Huge in China. Yeah. So he introduced me to like Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, you know, everything that's the on. Classics. Yeah, he, he gave me mail order as fun as like Ooh. a gift one summer. And I was like, oh, my God, I love all these bands. Like, this is wonderful. Like, thank you for showing me Asian Man Records completely. Asian Man is has so many great releases on it. Yes. So like and the band we started, we didn't have horns or anything, but he he played guitar and all of his stuff was upstroke. So I guess my first band was technically Sky, even though we were going for more of like a, I don't know, Atari's Millen vibe. But it was really fun. And he's still like he lives over there and he's like currently a music teacher in Beijing schools. Oh, wow. So I know he doesn't do the music anymore, but he wasn't like two of the most well-known punk and ska bands at that time back in the you know early 2000s, late 90s. So that's fun. You know, that's like, the pretty, guy that teaches cool me about ska is... Is in Beijing one of the best? Like, I still get to see his sister, Lauren, who, like, every once in a while, she lives in Michigan now because they were like Americans that moved over there for their dad and then they would come back and forth. But man, Beijing, China. That is a cool story. That's super cool. I don't think, and I've never even heard that story. I've known you for a long time. Well, I texted his sister. I was like, hey, what is Jeff's early bands? And she, named them to me and she's like oh they're still going scott like strong scott's still strong really like, scott and i was like oh like he's not in them anymore but those bands are yeah. still going strong i was like yeah, oh my I, god i guess scott is huge in china so yeah it's like that that's crazy i would text me those bands later i'll check them out that sounds cool yeah but so that's my original story we would sit on the pontoon boat at goose lake and we would listen to like real big fish and I, his his two favorite bands were Bad Religion and Real Big Fish, so those were my introductions oh, nice. to them. Like just laying out under the stars listening to those bands. When it comes to like cool. American ska and stuff and punk, but that's my backstory. Mike, what can you tell me about ska for Darfur? Ska for Darfur was, I think, our first show. How do you know about ska for Darfur? Well, because I I googled I a flyer around here. I googled Chester Funk, Did and the really? first thing that came up was Michigan Scott Tumblr, and this oh, is person. Oh, still around? Yeah, it's still up. This oh, person boy. says, uh, besides this post, I hope to interview Michigan Scott-centric bands Chester Funk, local favorites at the Ska for Darfur, Treehouse Rivals, blah, 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 yeah. Treehouse Rivals is an amazing band. Um, there's a time, I just saw a flyer for it. Yeah, and there's Yesterday. a Michigan Ska Flickr account that has pictures from like 2008, 2009 on it. I was looking through to see if I those. saw little baby Mike and Kay. I would be wearing Doug. this shirt. <laughs> Playing drums? Yeah. Doug was on trumpet. Oh my God, wait. Did you find it? Can I share my screen? I don't know. I want to see it. Well, so I didn't find you, but I'm pretty sure this is Kay. This is a giant sousaphone? Yep. <laughs> Who's that? That's Doug behind him, I believe. Let's see here. Is this Doug? 
That is Doug. Like, has to say, let's oh, man. The Dave played bass. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, Dave. Yep. That's Dave. Dave actually got me into a lot of, like, underground ska. So, like, yeah, that's... All right, Mike, where the fuck are you? Are you just not pictured because you're behind the drum kit and no one can Probably. see you? Probably. Nope. There's Doug playing the acoustic. There's Dave. Damn. I haven't seen these photos in a very long time. Um, keep yeah, going these down. are... That's... Staples ah. salute, I think. Seems like those are the only ones of your. Oh, uh, yeah. I got them on like my old or on my Facebook. That's funny. Okay, this is an interview to the listeners. <laughs> they it's love it. I'll send you the links for those. I'll send you the links for that stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so that's cool. Sure, computer sound, yes. I'm going to show you my first band with that guy. His name's... Hold on. Hope your porn tabs are closed. They're all closed. So Jeff Marquardt was his name, but he started this band with me. It was called Little Plastic Army Men. It's really bad, but it was fun. Yeah, so we like did that on a, a four-track recorder. <laughs> so I didn't know about this. I, I just don't think I knew the China piece. Yeah. Play Robot Teeth while you're in there. I'm not playing that. The little <laughs> Plastic Army Men. That's a cool. That's a cool ska band name. All right, let's get into this list. We yeah. Talk it forever. I guess. I guess we can do that. Can you unshare your screen? Oh, am I Sorry. doing that still? I don't know. Don't tell me what to do. Stop sharing. All right. Well, we've already mentioned it, and I figured I would just rip the Band-Aid off. Right? Oh, so I, I have these. Um, I, I did my song, your song, and then Mike's song. That's the order okay. I did for it. So uh, my first song, like I said, ripping the Band-Aid off, is Spiderwebs by No Doubt. They know it. I don't need to keep playing it. <laughs> I got to see uh, No Doubt at Riot Fest, and it was really, really cool. I was I was at Ice Cube. I saw Is that it. when they were playing? I would have loved to see No Doubt, but yeah. Are you sure they were playing oh, the same year? If you want oh yeah, no, is that first year I that's you, first year I went. I forgot, but Chester Funk does have stuff on YouTube, like live stuff. I mean, I've watched live videos, but I wanted to actually see the band. Oh, I'm talking about Chester Funk. Oh, Mike's talking about himself again. Typical. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just I was trying to find that photo but never mind it's not going to work. So yeah, I mean, not much to say about that we haven't already said about No Doubt. No Doubt started as a ska band and kind of scaled it back as they got popular. Um but I feel like you can still f hear it in some of the older stuff. There Oh, you definitely the, can. Yeah. So Danny's first song. Oh, my first song. Let me go back. Unless you to guys have other stuff you want to say about. Uh... No, no, no. 
I appreciate no doubt. I agree with you. My Check first song suit. is by cool. Street Streetlight Manifesto. We will fall together. Sick. You got a timestamp? Nope. I did not do any timestamps, so <laughs> sorry. Okay. Mike, did you do any timestamps? Uh, no, a lot of mine are just like off the bat. Okay, cool. Here we go. Like we don't have to get into the singing. Those those it, those those horns are so fucking sick right away. Streetlight Manifesto. A lot of people say they're not ska, but I'm what? Sorry, Streetlight is. If you don't want to say they're ska, whatever. But what would you call an them? Amazing band. I don't know. I I never believe that, but I don't care. If is you it just because they hit like a little ska. bit harder? I don't know what it is. I think they have. They're like. I think they're all just really good musicians. So yeah. people are like, they're too good to like be ska. So no, that's, that's dumb. Like um, I said earlier in the podcast, Big D and Street, like in my opinion, kind of kept ska alive during the small lull moments. Street and they are the ska. First major ska band I saw. And I saw them and it it blew me away. I was like, well, this is this is the best thing ever and i've seen street like so many times now <laughs> i don't even know how many i've actually but, never seen them live maybe at a warp tour but i feel like i don't remember if i saw them did, did, did you never did you never go see them with real big fish with me and will yeah and i've seen real big fish many like, times no i, don't I feel like at least three of up. the times that we saw them they played with them yeah street it's just an amazing band um and again i don't care i had them on my list I had uh, I had to take them off, but the song I had was uh, "Everything Went Numb," because what's what's your opinion on the the 2013 release, "The Hands"? That the I like it. I I waited a lot, around a long time for it, pre-ordered it. It got ca- victory canceled my pre-order, so I got fucked. Uh, it was a whole big deal. I like the album. Uh, because I love everything goes numb, like with a passion, and then all their albums. yeah, somewhere in between is amazing. But I don't think I've ever actually sat down and listened to the hands and oh, do it. I, There's some. It's it's an amazing album. Okay, good to know. I'm glad you. If you would have said it sucked, I would have just kept on not listening no. to it because I have Street a high opinion. Has never put out anything, and I went, "This is bad." Ever. <laughs> I, the acoustic stuff. Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution is good, um, and that's essentially just. Streetlight doing ska, uh, acoustic ska of their songs. Um, Toke's, uh, uh, what's the fucking word for it? solo at his solo, uh, band Toke is amazing. Yeah, Streetlight can't go wrong. Whenever Streetlight left Catch 22, they turned into uh, great musicians and took off from there. I do love Catch Twenty Two, though. I do not. What? I got, stuff to say. I got some stuff to say later. Okay, let's continue. All right, what's your number ten? Josh will find it. All and right. fix it. My number ten is Sonic Boom Six, Sound of a Revolution. 
There was a boy that I knew at school Never want to break any rules Never many friends cause he wasn't exactly cool Treated like a fool to be fair Never scored a footy so the other kids did not care Just a nerve, silly hurt them on the woods Screaming fuck you, I want to watch you the next day, within a week he's got the words in his memory, jealous kids say, he's a cliche, but man I change it from a music like a band playing, with a cover door with peace and his head shape, will he get a kiss, swing a fist and the boys say fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Wow, that one got yeah. cut from my list at the last minute, I'm glad it did. Did it really? Too. Yeah. Oh, I love Sonic Boom 6. No, I do too. Good. I'm glad you put it on scouting. because it's it's something I wanted played, but what I have oh. on my list, I was like, ah, I, I need to keep everything I've got on here. That song's so good. Um, it came in and out of my list a couple times, but I was like, no, it has to stay in. They came, they, I only know that they toured here once, and I unfortunately had to miss it, and I was super sad, but hopefully I can one day see them. They were at a Warp Tour, I think. They might have been at a Warp Tour I was not at then. Because I'm pretty sure I learned about them by seeing them live at a warp tour. I was like, this band is amazing. And I went home Very and good. so I'm pretty sure I've seen them live. I could be wrong about that, listeners, but that's usually how I get into a ska band, which is another band later I want to talk about. But when I see a band live and if it's ska and if it's good, I'm like, oh, this is now my favorite thing for the next couple months. And I still like it. I'm just saying. All right. My I love that next... band. Good choice. Sorry. Now, yeah, I... yeah, that that sounded good. I I don't. Uh... I think you would like it a lot. You'd probably really yeah. like Sonic Boom Six. I'm so like, there's a lot of stuff on. that you guys did. I don't know. So. All right. What's your number two, Josh? My number two is my favorite song. Not definitely not their most notable song, but off their most notable album, um, "Powdered Milkman" by the Aquabats. Are you ready for okay. an unpopular so, opinion? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm going to lose two friends today. So I don't mind Aquabats. I enjoy a good amount of their albums or music, but they kind of feel like Simple Plan when it comes to pop punk. Like they're so cheesy and so when it comes to like ska. They're like the almost too sweet candy I can't stand at sometimes. Like I do, like there's a lot of great songs, but like come on, they they made like a kids show, and I do like years a, later. I know I do like. And they've put I, a ton of ska bands on that show. Oh, I agree, and I think they're a great ska it's band, great but show. they're not in my like top twenty of ska bands. And I know That's you love them, Josh. I know. I, I hope you guys still right. appreciate me and love me. I like Aquabats, but they. They're like the almost too sweet of ska bands to me. I can feel it, I guess. But okay, I I understand what you're saying. Uh, two counterpoints. Okay. One point counterpoint. Uh, they're a band from the '90s that re that started doing a kids show to find a new way to keep themselves relevant. 
in a in a niche genre that only weirdos like us care about. And, and it's an two, awesome show. And two, um, I don't remember what two was. Oh, I don't like the <laughs> I don't like the sugar cult. Or what would you no, you didn't you simple, simple like plan. a sugary I don't like the simple plan comparison because simple plan was too sweet because that's just the way they were. These guys are the way they are because they have a gimmick that they're sticking to. No, I like, get it. Simple plan wasn't like we're lame because we're characters and we're doing this thing. Like that's they're trying to be weird. Don't get me wrong, like I mean, I have no room to talk. I like Ice Nine Kills, which is just like oh, if you're a horror fan and you like some new metal or you know hardcore or whatever like they're a gimmick and you have to really like them or you don't like them and i get it i could see them being i could see i could understand why you know this like is i love something. pizza day i love there's a like at least 20 songs by the aquabats i think are amazing songs the album don't charge is such a good album and it's it not is. even That's... like it's so, and they took out all their horns, and it's still like an amazing album. Um, I would still say it's has some ska. They would tell you they're not a ska band anymore. They would no, say they're, they're more not like anymore. But this they, this so first album is a ska. They album. would they would tell you that they're actually Devo and the Specials mixed. Yeah, I could see that's, that. That's how they like. I mean, I get that because I also like Devo, but I get the kitschy appeal of Devo still. Yeah. I'm just saying when it comes to Ska, I mean, I like that band, but it's way down on my list. And I know oh, I wanted to bring it up high. because I wanted to bring it up because I know, Josh, you're a big fan. So, yeah, I am. <laughs> I almost went to Cleveland in high school to see the Aquabats, Goldfinger and Big D, I think. But it, that would be a sick show. I couldn't make it work. I, I remember the one year that I saw Aquabats at um, Riot Fest. I saw them like early in the first day, and I was like, "Oh man, this this is gonna ruin this festival for me." <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. This is the thing I was most excited for because I had never seen them before, and they were they were great. Plus, you know, it's a festival set, so they had to kind of condense it down. So you got all the best stuff that they do, and not maybe some of the stuff that wasn't as fun. And it's weird because, like, though I think they're lower on my tier, I think Super Rad is probably one of the best ska songs. I probably would have put that on my list if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have known that someone would have put the albums on it. Yeah. Like, that song is, like, a perfect ska song, and it's so good. Chester covered it. It's on YouTube. I just saw. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they, uh, you know, I, I support all of Blink-182's side projects, so. <laughs> Including Alkaline Trio. Oh, wow. Very oh, shot on my next one. A little shot back at you for not liking Aquabats. <laughs> I, do <laughs> not get kidding. me wrong. I like Aquabats. I'm just saying they're lower on the list than you would probably expect. All right. Yeah. My next band is a Detroit native. Is one of my favorite ska bands. Mostly because I've seen them so many times at, uh. Uh, what's that place in Ann Arbor? God, the Blind Pig. Play? Yeah, the Blind Pig. I, I've actually only seen them like three times there, but that's more than most bands. It's one of the great regrets I have of the the two years we lived together because this band played Blind Pig at least ten times while we lived there. And, and we I would like two of them, and you never went with me. <laughs> but my next one is Mustard Plug. And Hell I'm yeah. With you, because, I mean, it's... I, 
You is the song that got me into them. So I feel like if anyone's listening to this that doesn't know Ska, like they have a ton of great songs, but You is a great song to get into, Mustard Plug. Nice. You might have to cut it off because I'm a little drunk and I just want to listen to all these songs all the way through. It's cool. I was picking like a good, a good spot. To, I've only seen them once and it was at Riot Fest. Oh, I've seen them so I've many s- times. I know. Yeah, I've seen I, them. I know how stupid that statement is, but honestly, I've only seen them creeping on ten, but that's still quite a bit for most bands that I've seen. I lost just count. because they play so often around here. In fact, I was really mad that they played the Loving Touch near me, and I got out of work recently. Yeah, I got out of work. I would have went to that. I didn't even know what was happening. And there was a line, and this was still like earlier COVID. Not earlier, like this fall. Still, like, yeah, still like. And I saw COVID. like the long line. I was like, oh, I could walk over there and go see Mustard Plug, but there's so many people, and yeah, I, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, I haven't seen them in a little bit, but I, oh, every time I see them, it's always great. Yeah. It's, again, they play uh, like every holiday in detroit so i've been i probably saw him at least at least once a year for the past maybe 10 years at least so plus on top of that i'd go to ann arbor yeah uh wherever else i think i've seen them if i'm remembering right about eight times now and i want to make it 10 so let's let's hope they play again soon i couldn't even count so (laughs) i I couldn't even tell you where where i started i first saw him in 2009 nice so probably a lot since then. All right, Mike, yeah. what's your next song? Oh, yeah, I'm next. Sorry. Mine is going to be uh, Fatter Than Albert, 10 Miles to Kenner. Uh, they are a no longer active band, but kind of active. But I can get into that a little later. Um, they were on Community Records, and I got I was really in the I was really big into Community Records um, around high school, and they were. They're great, and once you hear the song, you'll understand why. Spotify's been real cool. Okay. <laughs> there was a part of me that was hoping you would introduce me to some bands, but then the part of me like, I hope I know all the bands because I don't want to look like I don't know ska. I did not know that band, and I liked it a lot, so I will be looking into that. They have two albums. They're really good. Um, I never got the chance to see them. The only time I could have, I was sick and I couldn't go. They were one of my favorites like all throughout high school. I was really bummed. But they're, check them out. They're cool. Do you have a history about it, about them breaking up or something? Because you said we'll talk about that later. No, uh, just, I'll just, I'll go into it. Okay. It's just later. 
<laughs> there was a year I, that all ska bands broke up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, it's me, right? So yeah. uh, my third one, um, and I specifically chose the the version of this from the live album because it's all the stuff on the live album is better and more fun. Um, and it's also the first time I ever heard any of these songs. So this is, uh, and I we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, this is Five Iron Frenzy, O Canada. I was hoping you'd put a Five Iron Frenzy song on. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone's just gonna get the horn, the horn intros on all these, <laughs> all these songs. But yeah, I was never a big Five Iron Frenzy fan. I just looked, and I do have a Five Iron Frenzy Frenzy CD, but they were never a big ska band for me. They were pop, like I liked them, but I never bought any of their albums. But I did enjoy Five Iron Frenzy, and it's always funny because, like, whenever ska comes up between me and my wife, we both liked five iron frenzy at one point in our life we're like five iron frenzy i like them <laughs> like it's an ongoing thing it's fun well you know what's funny is uh so i said like i was listening to them during like my my ccm days but i actually got this um i got this album this proof that the youth are revolting live album um uh, I got like a stack of CDs from my friend Jake, um, who's like trying to—he was like trying to punk school me—and he li- he literally gave me this, a Dropkick Murphys CD, a Bouncing Soul CD, and like one other thing. So like, I didn't even realize they were a Christian band until like way later. We should refer to those periods as BC and AC, <laughs> for you, like just <laughs> before Christ for Josh, after Christ for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. His Jesus stays. Yeah. The My turn? Times. Yeah. Yes. My next song, track three, is Skank and Pickle Special Brew. Uh, <sighs> let's go at one minute, just because I want to get through some of the horns. But I fucking love it. I almost put that in. I love Skank and Pickle. It's one of those that Jeff introduced me to, and like the Green Album like was on repeat for so long. So good. Like, you can listen to Like if you if you're into that, just listen to the whole. I mean, everything they've done, I've liked. There's not much. If you're into that song, listen to Bad Manners version. Oh, I don't know Bad Manners. Bad Manners, I believe, are the people who wrote that song. Oh, well, I should have picked my hair then because I was between the two. But the whole Green album, like, check it out if you're into it. Yeah. Um. Skank and Pickle does it great, so... Yeah. I'm not... I'm just saying. 
listen to the bad manners version it's good as well <laughs> speaking of covers i want to do a quick sidetrack here i didn't know like i knew bob marley was reggae and you know but i didn't know his song uh god i'm drawing up like now keep it simple or not keep it simple calm down was about the rude boys in the ska scene back in the you know 60s or whatever yeah well and then it was covered by mighty mighty boss tones at one point but like it was about like you know the rude boys that would dress up nice and go tear up shit but like it was about them like you know chilling out that's what the first like line of the song is and i was like oh wow i didn't know bob barley like i knew he was reggae but i didn't know he had his music like talking to the scott i don't know that you know it was it interesting learned that today it makes sense yeah that's it that's my uh, sidetrack let's get back to it <laughs> hey mine yep all right we're going we're coming in hot with bomb the music industry uh psych life is awesome we talked about jeff a little bit so yeah let's play it. i love this song this is so hard to pick Got a lot of the rocks and I wash a gold man, what a rush away. The sun in my guitar and I knew what you were doing yesterday. You broke those promises, but I'll get over it. Cause that's all guys I'm breathing fresh air. I re- No horns cancelled. No, no. You jump into it, there'll be horns. <laughs> so a little little backstory for that. You remember you know Sean, Josh, right? Yeah, Sean Ruano. So my old roommate introduced me to Bomb the Music Industry, Jeff Rosenstock, and he's like, I loved everything he showed me, but then you could only like download it for free. But for some reason, it felt yeah, it it felt complicated to me, and I was like, he's too not corporate for me. (laughs) But I still got into him later. But I'm just saying, like, it's like I can't get his music easily. It's hard, even though it's oh, it's so easy. I don't. He'd be like, (laughs) new download. I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. I know now I know, but like back then I was like, I don't <laughs> understand this. I don't know computers. I don't know how to get his music, even though it's free. Oh, Jeff is great. But Bomb yeah, Bomb the Music Industry listen, is amazing. Go listen to Bomb the Music Industry. R.I.P. I don't understand why still, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Because <laughs> it's literally the same band that he plays with Jeff. But again, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> well, you think there was some like legal issues or something? I think Jeff wanted to. Just I don't know. I think Jeff just was done with Bomb. Is it like an Andrew McMahon thing where he changes his name even though his music's the same every... It might be. I just... I think it's funny because <laughs> I, I've seen Bomb the music industry a few times uh, and Bomb was a lot like... Sometimes you'd see him and it would be Jeff with an iPod and he'd be like, if you have an instrument, bring it and play it. Or he'd have a band. Uh, when I the, One of the last times I saw him... He had a band, and then the first time I saw Jeff, like his solo thing, it was the same band, and I was just like, "Well, what the? F- why is Bomb? No, I don't know. It's just, I'm sure he has his reasons. Me, selfishly, I, would I really wish I could see Bomb Music Industry one more time? Because every time I saw him, they got cut short because Max Bar. Is that in Lansing? <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah, so. I've never seen Jeff or Bomb the Music Industry, but I went with said person, Sean, to see Antarctica Vespucci. 
It was great. And, you know, Jeff Rosenstock's in that band. And it was amazing. That show was incredible. Yeah. But it was at that bar. So do they just only play that bar? <laughs> not anymore. Well, no, not, now the bar's gone. But, yeah, for a while, Jeff would only play Max. I hated it. But I yeah, was, it was, I very... was like, going, going to Lansing, going to see Jeff. I did miss his last time here, though, because it was like a weekday and like during the winter. And it just didn't work out. And, of course, he was playing Max. And it just, I thought you just I saw really, 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 really no, I'm talking about Bound Music Industries. Oh, I've never, yeah. Show. So I, I was really sad about it. Um, I'm just thinking the the name changes and all the different things. I just want to, I'm going to quote a great man once told me, uh, when explaining why other bands do weird things that don't make sense. They're artists, Josh. Oh, you're <laughs> quoting me? Yeah, I'm quoting you. <laughs> Called you a great man. Well, just like bomb the music industry slash Jeff Rosenstock and how we were talking about Andrew McMahon, where it was something corporate and then Jack's mannequin. And like, I mean, yeah, I get it, but whatever. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I I still am going to go see him every time he comes in. So it's not no skin off my back. I'm so and sad to go to that show. His he sold out the Majestic and I only ever saw him at Max. So it was a beautiful moment for me. And him, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, who's next? Josh. Josh. Right, my, ne my next one is uh, one of those ones that doesn't have horns, but I think <gasps> obviously still still Not qualifies. Canceled. Uh, Canceled. Well, Wikipedia, it's like the first band I'm that they mentioned on the Scott page. So um, that's not why I added them, but um, this is uh, Time Bomb by Rancid. Oh. Thank you, Rancid, for making a track that in the first 30 seconds shows what I want to show and not just <laughs> something that doesn't make sense. I always want to point something out. A lot of people just assume Rancid's crappy punk until they hear like their singles. But like Rancid's solid. Give I him a, a chance. With a bad I history. You went, you went, ugh, and I thought, what? Well, and then I thought, oh, no, I know why he's saying, ugh. Well, no. So Rancid has always been a band for me where I've always claimed I don't like Rancid. I'm like, they're like you were saying, I'm like, they're lame. They're fucking just whatever. I just didn't. I was like. They just. I think it might have been a little bit of bitterness from Operation Ivy undertoves, but uh, I saw him at Riot Fest like in 2013, and I was like, all right, Rancid's fine, but I was never like a huge Rancid fan. I'd have to be like, look, they have good songs. I got to admit that. And then now I can't ever listen to Rancid again because I just practiced for like three months for to play a Rancid set at Cheapy Creepy, and then I had to cancel the gig so it was all for nothing yeah and way to go by the I, way so now i'm done with rancid again <laughs> no rancid's great and i'm back out at least you didn't buy expensive tickets and then not go yeah we go. all bought tickets and then we, since you weren't playing we didn't want to go <laughs> i didn't make you do that i know you didn't i'm not blaming you and your situation I, is understandable yeah it's um 
I love Rancid and I love Operation Ivy and I do love Tim Armstrong's side projects. For some reason, I cannot get into Lars Frederick's side projects as much, but that's all I want to say about that. I love Rancid because he's friends with all the people I love in wrestling. (laughs) I think I've grown to respect Rancid more and more as I've gotten older, but I still, I don't know. However, he did break Brody. He, he broke Brody Armstrong's heart from the distillers. So they were married and Brody Armstrong was like a crush of mine. However, she looks like she could like destroy me, like hurt me physically. Cause she was like super punk girl, but still she was gorgeous. But she, I feel like she would like punch me in the face. I don't think I ever gotten those distillers. The distillers are so good. You should really give them a chance. I, just, I don't think I've just ever really put them on. All right. Is it my next song? Yeah. Yes. I'm sticking with the. Well, I'm not sticking. I went with Big D and the Kids Table Noise Complaints. I mean, I like yes. a lot of Big D's albums, but Strictly, I had Strictly Rude. On mine. Strictly Rude was like the album that got me into Big D, and me then I too. went backwards. But man, this song is so fun. Play Big it just from the beginning. I love Big D and the Kids Table. I've Big never seen them live. I've listened to a few songs off their new album that just came out. It's and weird. I have ne- I need to listen to the whole album because I like the few songs I've heard, but I haven't sat down and actually enjoyed the new album. It's a little weird of an album, but is it worth it though? It. Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay, it's I'll, fun. I'll check it out. I've listened to it a few times. But is it so it's not nearly as good as like Strictly Rude and How no. It Goes no, or I Good Luck? Good Luck is so good. If you're going to listen to this album expecting good luck, I'm going to say don't listen to it. <laughs> well, well, I don't expect no, anything. I, say that. I think there are some songs that sound like good luck, actually. Um, it's, it's a weird album, honestly. Um, like, I feel bad. I didn't love Fluent and Stroll. It was okay. Oh, I, I love Fluent Stroll. I think it's great. Um, I, I, for me, I feel like the album, the new Big D album is like, um, I, it sounds like a quarantine album to me. It sounds like they just put a bunch of ideas and they just went with it. Um, I'm a huge Big D fan, so like I, I love everything they do, but this one's definitely, it's, I'm, getting me i have to i've given i've given it a few listens but with each listen i think i'm if i get a, a little more if i get any like gift certificates for christmas or birthday i might pick it up because i do love big d so yeah i pre-ordered it when it first dropped because i was like new big d album i'm all <laughs> over it um but yeah there's some good songs on it and then there's some songs where i'm like that's a little weird but when isn't big d weird so that's true that's what it is didn't he just it get reminds over, me like, a lot of how it goes what was his health scare Not that he lot, just? Like... Oh, I don't know. Did he have? He had like cancer or something. It's like the throat, right? Yeah, just like Andrew McMahon, where they like didn't know if they would be able to perform again, and then they came back after the. I have him as a friend on Facebook, but I don't think I've ever seen that. 
I don't know. I'm I haven't. I could be wrong. I feel like he had a huge health scare in the last like three years, and that's. I feel like. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 he had it in 2016. That's always scary when one of the bands you really like has like, like, I mean, oh, we keep bringing it up, but Andrew McMahon, I love that dude and most of the stuff he does. And when he had throat cancer, I was like, oh, man, that's your that's your tool. Yeah, of all things, like it sucks to have cancer no matter what, but when you're a singer of an amazing band and you have throat cancer, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, what's your next one, Mike? My next one is going to be another band that I've seen a lot just because of where they're from. It is We Are The Union. MTV is over if you want it. Because this song's amazing. And We Are The Union is amazing. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to give everybody like 10 seconds of horns there because uh <laughs> yeah it's a little bit pop punk ska but it's yeah it's dude, right. or, ordinary it's life now. is on my list it might be might be one of my top tens of the year i don't want to give it away because we haven't done that episode yet but like i haven't decided completely but that whole album like for a trans fronted band to tackle the issues they talk about in such an awesome way like it's such a good album, and and then I got into them because they covered "You're Dead" from, um, what we do in the shadows. Oh, I like they did. Yeah, they covered that song in a ska form, and it's amazing. And that's how I got into them. Like I don't know their old stuff as well as I should yet because uh, it's new so to me. But then I got into Ordinary Life when it came out, and I was like, "This is such a good album." Start with their first album and work your way to ordinary life because there's a couple in the middle that are a little not rough but they're just i don't know they kind of lose their luster a little bit did the singer just recently come out as trans yes i believe in the past year right before ordinary life okay because a lot of the songs deal with that and the way it's dealt with is perfect and i i like that album i haven't listened to it enough um oh it's great to like like i haven't really like dove dove into the album i've listened to it a handful of times mike's um, not a lyrics guy like, yeah i'm not a lyrics guy so i haven't like gotten there yet um but i enjoy the album it's just i i'll get there and also it's the a good album. the trombone player Scottoon network is on yes. tiktok and he's one of the first ones i ever followed or they are the one of the first ones i've ever followed and the stuff they put out is awesome. And it like they did like this thing like ska a day to get people into ska and it like introduced me to so many newer bands I did not know right. about. They're great. really good at like introducing like I mean I've found a lot of cool new ska bands from Scott Two Network. Um yeah. They're just really like in it. I'm not as deep in it as I 
was when I was in high school. So like, but yeah, we are the Union Rocks. I saw their reunion or I saw their farewell show on my 21st birthday. And you saw, you see how that's worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and I've probably seen them like 10 times since then. So. Yeah. Maybe not exactly. since then, maybe five. But Next. they're back. Yeah. All right. Uh, they're killing it now. We'll rip off another band aid. I wasn't, re- wasn't really sure what song to pick for this band. So I, cause they all kind of just fit, but, um, didn't want to do sell out or take on me. So here is Trendy by Real Big Fish. Worst song. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better. Everybody's, Everybody's doing the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing the fish. No, this is a good song. Yeah. For how my stop button is, like, is Yeah. You can't deny how great they are. Oh no, they're perfect. I don't care, um, and I get it. They're I get one it. of the reasons I got into ska. When I was first trying to figure out what ska was, they were like one of the so the first, probably one of the first ska songs I like downloaded on my Tumblr was. Skatanic. And that was the first real big fish song I ever heard. And I was like, holy, because I was still I was in the metal around then. So like that kind of like I don't know, it just was like a good mesh. And I was just like, this is really cool. And that kind of again, that started snowballing me into more and more. But yeah, Skatanic was my first real big fish song, which is weird. I remember in high school, I got into the movie Basketballs from the makers of <laughs> South Park, and yeah. they had beer on that album. And then, seriously, it. that that summer is when I met Jeff, or not met Jeff, but Jeff, like, introduced me to his, like, he showed me, you know, first of all, I'd like to say, fuck off, fuck off, fuck yeah. off. And, like, that album blew me away and i was like okay this is now one of my new favorite bands like this is so good and then i just spiraled like real big fish just became like i was obsessed i still love real big fish but i was obsessed and recently we were coming back from our friends uh katie and alex where me and josh hung out their wedding in ohio and like it was like midnight and i had to drive home and me and ann just listened to real big fish the whole way home and it was like it works it keeps you awake it's so good I don't put them on like I used to, but they are, they still. But when they put on, when you put them on, though, you rock yeah, out. Yeah, it's right? awesome. Yeah, no. Like when I was like re listening to a lot of Scott for this, a ton of real big fish came up and I was like, dang, they're just, they're so good. But I didn't want to put them on just because I knew one of you might have. They're low hanging fruit. Yeah. One of my favorites grabs is when this came out on vinyl. I, have that. I instantly oh, yeah. ordered it. Real big fish. Turn the radio Watch off. And then people out. are always like, whenever I post on Instagram, they're like, oh, where did you get that? I was like, it was like a sorry. Sell it was out. a limited thing. Sorry, bud. Sell out with me to die. <laughs> uh, I would love for Cheer Up to get a pressing. Yeah. That would, I would, that would be an, probably an instant buy for me. Josh, Danny, I think up, it's I think. you, buddy. Oh, never no, mind. That, was, that one was mine. 
Oh, it's my turn. Uh, this is a band I feel like Scott people, at least the people I know, don't give enough credit to because I think they're amazing. This is the Hippos. The song is Lose It. Off Heads Are Gonna Roll. Danny, uh, this song is Lost It. Oh, Lost It. Sorry. <laughs> By the Hippos. I love the Hippos. Like, I was obsessed with the song. Oh yeah, remember you have to cut it off because I was. No, that's what I was thinking. He's vibing. I gotta cut it. (laughs) There's there's just enough lag. There's not enough lag that it really matters when we're talking, but there's lag with the music, and uh, I can tell because you're like you're like lip syncing everything like two seconds after they say it. (laughs) Um, So and my of course my play pause button is being like really cool too. So. Of course. Plus, plus, this is my third glass of Kraken. I'm just going to sing every ska song we throw on here. I have never been a Hippos fan. Do you know them? No. I th- then, so I think my problem is I didn't really discover them for a really long time. And then when I did, I was just kind of like, eh. They never really like, grabbed me, I guess. I mean, they I have two why. albums. Heads are gonna roll is the one everyone should listen to. They look like little band nerds on the front, but it's such a fun Sky album. Everyone yeah, should I give it a try. Never been. I don't know. Didn't grab me. I guess that song's cool. Like I think the intro of that song is really cool, but then like the rest of it happens, and I kind of like, eh, I don't know. They're don't they're know poppier, and they have like a synth vibe because a lot of their songs start with like synthesizer. But I still, I love the hippos. It's like, they look like a bunch of geeks, and the music is just fucking sweet. Oh, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Uh, I mean, I know I know they exist, but I don't know their music. Yeah, they... Mike, what's your next song? Cool. My next song is, I'm going to go, I'm throwing it back a little bit. We're going to do some two-tone. We're going to do Ooh. The Selector. We're going to do Too Much Pressure because it's an amazing song. I'm glad you picked this one because I know a little bit of two-tone and this is one of the ones I know, so good. can tell that you know them because you based our logo or uh, art today off of this album cover no, no that's, that's the two-tone yeah that's just two-tone label general J- walter jabsco a lot oh. of two-tone bands use that yeah it's very popular i mean i could just throw on checkered black and white and a guy skanking and it could qualify as most of the bands from the two-tone era <laughs> uh walter jabsco's based on 
Um, oh, I just looked this up. I think it's someone from Toots and the Matils. From what? Based on, I think Walter Jabsko, the like little Scott logo yeah, guy, yeah. is based on. I believe it's someone from Toots and the Matils. I don't uh, know that band. I'm gonna look that up. They're like a first wave Jamaican ska band. Okay. But the selector is super sweet. They're like one of the uh, originators of like the two tone sound with like specials and a lot of those like English two tone bands. And they're one of those bands that like I really like, but I kind of not forget about, but they're not always like in the forefront of my mind. But anytime I play that album or like any of their albums, it's just oh, so good. I got to see them at Riot Fest. Whoa, they covered year. Country Roads. John Denver's Ooh. Country Roads. Uh, and it was amazing. And that's a good song. Bro. All right. Yeah, I'm going to check out Toots and the Maytels. Did not know them. Do it. They are good. They do. Uh, they're they were the original people who played, uh, who wrote Monkey Man. This is why I'm excited that you were on this. I want to learn new bands, and you just well, got you'll me. get it. Oh, sorry. It was, uh, it's based on Peter Tosh. That was, sorry. It was Peter Tosh. That was my next oh. name in my head. All right. But yeah, Josh, you're up. All right. This is a ska band that I just learned about um, this year. Um, and I love them already. Uh, this is Doomsday by Mephiscopheles. Hell yeah. This year? Hey, what's this button for? I told you I didn't even know I didn't even realize that um, Suicide Machines was a ska, was a ska band. So yeah, I I learned I I learned that I liked them from listening to them for the show. I liked them, but I didn't love them until we saw them live, and then I have a way more or I have a bigger appreciation for them, and I yeah. I enjoy them more now. Like I didn't mind them before. But after seeing them live with Suicide Machines, I was like, oh, this band is so good live. Yeah. Satanic ska bands, like right up my alley. Yeah, it is. It's great. All my world's coming together. They're um, amazing live. All right. So my next one, I wanted to jump back into the Asian Man Records era. I love this band so much. But the band is Mu3 330 or Mu330. Yeah, MU330. The, the song is the called Stagnant Water. It's off a self-titled album, but I love almost everything they put out. Like, this is had, such a good song. I had Two Me Out on my you list. You had what? And then I, saw, I had Two Me Out on my list. Nice. I saw you put them out, and I took it out. Uh, so this was the song earlier that I was like, Mike, pronounce the band. I thought it was one of his tracks, but it's one of yours. Oh. All right. So yeah, MU330. like I said, the track list From is From St. Louis, Missouri. And Hot <laughs> I saw. Vocals. I saw, I've never seen them, 
but the lead singer opened doing solo stuff for Real Big Fish once, and I think he, I think he was just doing yep. MU MU three thirty. Uh, I was there. Song. He's got some solo songs uh, that he does as well. It's a lot of MU thirty songs. But this album, the self titled one, was my favorite. It's so good. I love from start to finish. I do love Crab Rangoon a lot, but this one would Ultra have to be my favorite. Be my favorite. Yeah. All right, let's play it. Start from the beginning. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I guess <laughs> I, that band is so good, and Dude, I feel like you know, some. Um, go on. No, go ahead. I was just saying. I feel like not a lot of Scott people appreciate the stuff they did, but no. Um, Dan Podhas actually plays acoustic guitar and auxiliary instruments for Jeff Rosenstock now, which is cool. What? Did yeah. not know that. Yep, they do um, KKK Highway sometimes. At least they did on uh live jeff album it was uh, it was a tough call you might appreciate this mike i had this uh, what was it it was a bruce lee band it was between the two i I had bruce lee band on mine too (laughs) i was like i have to choose one i'm gonna go with mu3 mu330 or whatever i always say mu330 but whatever i've always heard him say it as mu330 well i'm halfway there (laughs) uh I heard that My you pronounce one? the threes as Z's and it's Muzzo. Whoa. Muzo? Muzo. I just wanted to add to an opinion, <laughs> a different opinion to it. Dan Pothas is awesome. Um, I saw him play acoustic in a basement in Flint once, and he's just a really nice guy. Super. This cool. is this is a question for Josh. We did a pool party episode at the beginning of the summer. Do you remember what Mu three thirty or Mu three thirty song I chose? <laughs> it's, I it's don't. Cool. The song's called Pool Party. So. Oh. <laughs> you could be a real man. You could do a keg stand. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, anyways, let's see what Mike's next song is. All right, my next song is uh, going back to Fatter Than Albert, but their new band, uh, some of the members have started this band called Bad Operation, and the song is called Bad Operation. And this is where I would think you would go more fourth wave just because they're bringing in a lot of different influences into their sound um they say their new tone which i can agree with but you listen to it for yourself you already lost the game with your neighbor I mean, I hear it oh, yeah. still. Yeah. I love it. Um, Bad Operation's great. They put out the album, I think, 2020, and 
I fell in love with it. It's it's great. Again, if they got that, it's a lot of that Fan and Albert vibe though. So I'm I'm really into that. There's someone from uh, Less Than Jake in that. Really? Is there? Thought so. Maybe I made that up. Ah, uh, no, they're sweet. I think they. They're, yeah, they're on uh, Community Records still. Oh, because, yeah, it's the owner of Community Records. That's That makes sense. Um, I don't think anyone from Less Than Jake's in this band. Maybe I made that up. You or did. maybe I'm thinking of a different band. No, they're not in it. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I think I'm next. Um, yep. And... I put this on here just to mess with Mike because this is an argument that him and uh, Tab always have. But this is uh, Keysby Nights by Catch Twenty Two. Stop it! Catch Twenty Two is a great band. Yeah, So I purposely picked a song that they did both in both bands and uh, because Tab and Mike always argue about she thinks Catch-22 is better and he thinks Streetlight is better. I don't like Catch-22 at all. Okay. And Streetlight is better. <laughs> well, that doesn't make I any do... sense if you like Streetlight so much that you wouldn't like a band that was... No, because Catch-22 just sounds like a bunch of people who don't know how to play their instruments. Okay, okay. I think Streetlight is better, but I love Catch-22. So I, I'm, I'm hurt by that. Catch-22 is a like better like someone band. getting better. <laughs> I never got into Catch-22. Hey, I have a quick question because I took a band off this list. I'm starting to regret it. Besides Gwen Stefani, do we have any female artists in our list? I had The Selector. I had uh, Sonic Boom 6. I oh, yeah, Sonic had... Boom 6. Okay, we're good. Because I took off I took off Dance Hall. I took off Dance Hall Crashers. I love Dance Hall Crashers. But for this song, and I was like, oh, I hope there's female representation in this list because there's amazing female artists in the ska scene. <laughs> Just wanted to make I, sure, but you're right. I had them on here. I, I almost had Interrupters on here, and I almost had Save Ferris on here, too, but they both okay, got good. cut. But still. But So my next song I took off, and I put this one on. Spring Hill Jack, Jolene. So, in the this late band 90s, has members from uh, uh, Less Than Jake, I believe. What does they were they were kind of a one yeah. hit wonder 
like this song got very popular, I think, because of the late 90s ska revival. But they didn't do anything other than this one album. Oh, did they? Oh, apparently they had two albums. I didn't know that. Is in this album, or is in this band. But I really like this song, and I wanted to throw it on. Jolene, she said. Oh, Chris Rhodes is too. Huh. Really? All right. Yeah. For some reason I thought that that was going to be a cover of Jolene by Dolly. <laughs> I never got Jolene. into Springfield Jack, really. They're not, honestly, they're not great. This song is great. They were a one-hit wonder when it comes to the ska community. <laughs> they, I, I don't know. They never grabbed me. What's my next one? Oh, my next one. It's a band by an amazing or a song by an amazing band called the Toasters. And it's yeah. weekend in LA. I took the it's toasters off my list at Mike's request. Yeah, I had Two Tone Army on mine because it was the theme song to Kablam. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. So uh, I feel yeah. I feel bad what about this band. So I I know Don't Let the Bastards Grind Me Down or Ground You Grind You Down. You like this? that album I like a lot, but I for some reason never got into any of their other albums. But I really like this album. But uh I love the toasters and I had to put it on. So, yeah, that's why. And this song is amazing. I love this song. I could have done Two-Tone Army. I could have done Don't Let the Bastards Grind You Down. But I chose Weekend in L.A. because it rocks. Yeah, and I, I respected your uh, your need to have uh, the toasters on. So Thank that's you. why I stepped aside. <laughs> Just like I stepped aside for one of Mike's or one of Danny's songs because I remember him saying it was the one song he would play over and over and over again. Oh, you added it. Or you know what I'm talking about then. All right. Yeah. It's your turn, Josh. Is it my turn? Okay. So this is a weird pick for this band, but I was trying to not pick one of their... I I thought it was cool that they put out a ska song this good, like when ska was kind of in its dead phase um, or getting close to it at least. And so this is Suicide Machine's did you ever get a feeling of dread? Ooh, that nice. almost made my list. Maybe. I had to give on my list. Did you ever get a feeling of dread? Yep, it's great. I also really like High Anxiety off that album, too. That's good. That album? So they've put out a lot of great albums, but for some reason, A Match and Some Gasoline is 
the whole from start to finish. I love that mm-hmm. whole album. Like, don't get me wrong, Construction by Whatever is a great album. Battle Hymns is a great album, but A Mash and Some Gasoline is like from start to finish my favorites by them. And then the Revolution Spring, Revolu- yeah, is that right? Revolutionary or Revolution? Uh, I don't know. Either way, that's a good album. Don't get me wrong, but. I love Suicide Machines. Me too. Mike, the I think I think you and I had this conversation before, but the so the band that I was thinking of that has Vinny from uh, Less Than Jake in it um, is the Inevitables, which is another new ska oh. band, and it's got like him and some somebody from the Interrupters and somebody from Real Big Fish. Like, oh, uh, I remember. yeah, they, they were doing like a comic book LP project. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was also like same time period. Yeah, it's okay. So it's. It's Vinny, uh, Westbound Train frontman OB Fernandez, Matt Appleton from Real Big Fish, Billy Cottage from Interrupters, and John D. Domin Domincy from from Jack Rosenstock. Yeah. Yeah, and Bomb the Music Industry, and then Alex Stern and John Deegan from Big D and the Kids Table, and Sean Sean Paul Pillsworth from Nightmares for a Week. Damn. Yeah, super That's super sky group. Yeah. He's digging through his records or CDs for Sorry. listeners. Um, you can keep talking. I'm just trying to see. Do you have it or something? I think I might. Hold yeah, on. they're doing an LP and a com. They were doing an LP and a comic book with it. So. I feel like I might have a flexi of something. Uh, Danny, I think you're next, buddy. Yep. Yeah. So my next one is a newerish, newerish band, the Arrogant Sons of Bitches. The song is so let's. Aren't they newish? No, they're Jeff's first band. Well, I mean, 2006 is newer than a lot of these like 90s ska bands. Yeah, but they haven't been around since probably 2007. Yeah, and they only have this one album, but I really love this album. Uh, The song is... is You know, I'm starting to forget that it's 2021 right now. Almost two. Maybe I just got into them in the last, like, four years, and it feels newer to me. The song is So Let's Go Nowhere, off Three Cheers for Disappointment, and I love this song. Such a good song. Nope, too fast. Don't like it. Too fast. Wow. Too fast. I'm just kidding. You put a Suicide Machines on. That was way faster than a Suicide Machines song. Yeah, they're not new at all. Man, I threw that off. <laughs> I, I listened to that recently, but. Mike, it's your turn, buddy. Sorry, I was looking. Song? So I think either that song's a cover or someone else covered that, but I don't. Whatever. I'm not getting into it now. I mean, that whole album's great, though. Yes. Um, My next one 
uh, I mean, that was Eric and Sons of Bitches. Now let's go to Jeff. Do Yay. a song called Scram. I, I don't know how to say it. Off the new album? Scram, yeah. I almost picked a new song. I didn't, though. But. I had to put one on here. And I love this song. Whenever it plays. I've been told. influence on me and he is the reason why i think i'm into ska so much um so there's a lot of jeff on my list there could have been a lot more cheating it's cheating it's a lot of jeff uh sprinkled out throughout my list and in my influence scott so take that for what it is so okay how many bands was he in a lot. a lot. He's been in a lot. Probably some that I don't even know, honestly. He's been in a lot of bands. I think I just found out about one he was in like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, whoa. And it like blew my mind. He's a legend. I'm very happy where, of the success he's been getting lately. Um, all right. I... Two more. Yep, two more each. Uh, so... This song, I felt like someone had to put it on here. I think we said, you know, we said No Doubt is the most famous uh, ska band, technically, most successful. But I think that this might be the most, at least in the United States, the Lost most Stones. well-known ska song ever recorded. The impression that I get, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. So I had to get right. a little bit of that iconic chorus in there. I had everybody's better on my list, but I had, I took it off. Would you guys consider Cherry Pop and Daddy ska? Sure. No. I don't know. I don't listen to them enough. Weren't they I mean, part I, of that? Weren't they part of that like new wave swing thing that happened for like two seconds? I know, but I'm just saying. Were they involved in? I think there's better. Were they like Zoot Suit Ride or whatever? No, yeah, I think that they're ska adjacent, but I wouldn't say that they're a ska band. Okay. I had everybody's better than the Boston's on my list because the Boston's is one of my favorite bands. I've seen the Boston's live. They were fun. They're, they're good. I saw them play all of, let's face it. Ooh. That was amazing. Very cool. My next right. song, I'm going to shout out to Big Willie, Will Blatman. We went to a warp tour and he's like, We need to go see this band. We went and saw them and I love them. It's stacked like pancakes. It's a newer, not new, because I don't know what's new anymore, <laughs> but a newer ska band. Uh, when did this album even come out? I don't know. 
But the song is SFDD. And it came out in 2015. They sound good. I would say oh, they're that, awesome. Uh, 2015. I feel like you 2015 when we're talking about Sky, you could, I I think you could say that's new. What's really funny is so I put arrogant but sons of bitches and stacked on like pancakes. So I was like, this is newer Sky. That way I'm not completely leaving out. No, neither of them are that new. <laughs> I'm sons stuck of in this is definitely not new. <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle of 2000s when it comes to Scott, apparently. All right. My next song is my second to last song by a bucket list band of mine. I've never gotten to see them. One of my favorite ska bands of the two-tone genre is Madness. And this is a song called Baggy Trousers. Ooh, one I don't know. Ooh, great one. What is that called? The old-timey piano. Isn't an organ? I don't think it's an organ, is it? That's like the piano in the saloon that would like play yeah, itself. Saluno. Saluno. <laughs> Saluno piano. Uh, do, are you familiar with Madness? No, I never heard them till now. Do you know the song Our House? I do. In the middle of the street? Mm-hmm. That's Madness. Oh, it was a cover. Shit. No, it's not a cover. No, who covered? Hold the song on. you are aware of is Madness. Oh damn! So you do know horns, this, right? I oh, do. Yeah. There's the horns. That's what I'm saying. I knew you knew this song. I, you know, I was like, when it was playing, I was like, this is the same band. It's got to be. Yeah. It has that like Cockney British accent. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's no way that there's two because there's there's plenty of overlap on. I I couldn't tell you how many times like a band is named and like a new a band is named after another like the same as another band and it gets put in my release radar even though it's not like. I thought Rush had a new song and it was some like <laughs> weird foreign thing but that was like there's no way there's two um band like bands named madness that both have a english guy with a cockney accent like this is put in the uh i've listened to 80s playlists and i, I like know. that band but i've never noticed i've never dug into them and realized they were actually a two-tone ska band yeah I only, I only know our house 
<laughs> the first Madness album is incredible. Listen to it. Okay. It's just, it's called One Step Beyond, and it's all their albums are great, but that one is really special. I will I will absolutely do that. They're great. Me too. This this um this album's called Absolutely, and that's why I said that. Oh, that is a great album. All right, my last one. Uh, save this one for last because this is the song that sparked this episode. I mean, I feel like we would have done a Scott list eventually, anyway. But uh, Danny's out, or uh, Mike's outrage at Danny for commenting <laughs> about the song. And so this is we we have said the the uh, one of the most uh, third wave Scott sound, sounding songs ah. ever. This is Goldfinger, uh, Superman, and I think this was on t- Tony Hawk. Maybe I believe so. Yes. Sorry, that's one. song is literally like you take you tell someone uh give me a third wave ska song that's it like to a t they took every element of what they needed to threw it in a blender and made the made it yep yep nothing to say about it you don't agree (laughs) (laughs) all right Danny, what's your last song my last song we've talked about in the last episode, even I'm pretty sure. Um, all right. So for the Scott fans out there, I'm aware. I'm aware that like Hello Rockview and Losing Streak have way better ska songs when it comes to ska. But less than Jake's The Science of Selling Yourself Short, for some reason, the this song one. hits really hard for me. And I, I love the anthem, al- the anthem album in full. Uh, this is my... Number uno, do uno one, whatever. Number uno song for ska. This is, yeah, science is telling yourself short. Just play it. It's great. All right, I gave you extra 10 seconds on that one. Like, I know, I know Sugar in Your Gas Tank, Johnny Quest, like History of a Boring Town. Like, there are more iconic Less Than Jake songs I could have threw on. Iconic. I don't lines. know. I feel like that's one of the best ones. Honestly. That's oh, the I... better. Yeah. Yeah. I like the lyrical, the lyrics in it and like just the theme of the song. It, it's, it's an amazing song. It really also, is. The whole album is just nonstop. You can't go wrong amazing. with Less Than Jake at all. Also, I just recently, it, sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I just recently got back into uh, what's it called? Borders and Boundaries. For some reason, I kind of slept on that album. 
and I recently been listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is a good album. Yeah, I think it was released in like a weird like 2000s. So like, it was 2012. Yeah, so, so like, I was looking it up. I was like, oh, was why did I miss ska, this? Like, because no one was listening to Scott in 2012. We were. Uh oh. I mean, I mean, I was, but I wasn't listening to newer Scott. I was still listening to old Scott. So, and you know, we said we kind of said before that Goldfinger, Superman is like you look up Scott, Third Wave Scott in the dictionary, and there it is. But I feel like there's there's two faces of of that, right? So there's there's like kind of those those horn led like fast paced up tempo ska songs, and then there's like chill down tempo ska songs. And I feel like this is a the perfect example of that kind of ska song and i like i feel like you could also put this in the dictionary too i mean oh, yeah. the, fir- the first lesson jake's song i heard was johnny quest and i was like this song is so good so like you know and that's a fast pace or faster lesson jake style song yeah johnny quest he thinks we're what neither of you responded cool <laughs> i've never heard that song I'm what? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, Mike, take us home. All right. So this is it. This is the best ska song in the entire world. I don't oh, want to hear anything from anyone because I I truly believe without this song and without this band, we would not have ska the way we have it today. Okay, I'm gonna go. Chose... Nope, nope. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. You know, this is just like your no effects argument. No, just because something was the inspiration no, does not no, mean no, it's no, the no, best. No, 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 no. This is a fact. It is the best ska song ever. It is a message to you, Rudy, by the Specials. Mike's vibing so hard, it wouldn't be surprised he was cranking it over there. I have two comments. One, I agree. Oh, I have three comments. One, I agree with you. That song might be one of the best ska songs ever. Two, I had to take Ghost Town off because I knew someone was going to put a special song. And I love Ghost Town. I could have chose a lot of special songs, but I think this is the quintessential special song. No doubt about it. And three, I'm disappointed in all of us for not putting not one Operation Ivy song. I only didn't. I didn't because I thought you guys would. Because Operation Ivy to me is ska, but I felt this list, they didn't need to be on the list. Okay. I mean, I would have put him on the list, but. And that's fine. I, hey, I agree. <laughs> but 
for me personally, I don't think they can. I don't know. I love Operation Ivy, but it's all good. I'm just shocked because when you said quintessential, for some reason, I thought specials was already on this list. Again, I've been drinking since like noon, but I thought I thought it was already on this list and I was shocked. But (laughs) nope, it's it's on it now. And again, I think without that song, I I really don't think the two tone movement and everything like just without the specials, I don't think we have Scott today. I just really don't. The specials and them creating the two tone like movement and the label and just everything, it they're the band. They are the quintessential ska band. And I'm happy I got to at least see them play once. And I I just love the specials. <laughs> I do too. It's all good. I'm not mad at you. I'm just sh- shocked that we didn't put any up. Ivy on. It's fine. Do you understand what I'm saying though? That just because someone is responsible for something doesn't mean they're the best. Sure. Like the guy that invented the guitar is not the best guitar player who ever played the guitar. The specials are the best. And right, but you said they're the best because they're so influential, and that's not necessarily true. That is hundred percent true for the specials, though. I agree with them. Sorry. I think when it comes to two tone, there's too many ska musicians that claim that first specials album as like an actual like I. You probably ask anyone who plays ska music and started like ska bands. I bet you the specials first album is an influence on them. Um, Again, I'm not. That is not the point I'm making. I'm saying that just because something is responsible for something that came later or is an influence or is it doesn't mean it's the best version of that thing. (laughs) Oh, no. Message to Rudy is still the best. Yeah. Sorry, case. Josh, you're wrong. When I said that to you about no effects, <laughs> I will admit to you, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. But this, I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is, I'm not wrong about this one. This is the best of the best. Mm. You can't deny it. The specials are just, they're the band. See, I like fast song, ska songs better, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick this as my favorite one. Not your favorite, but it, it influenced every single ska song you've ever heard. It's it's not my favorite song. That's a ska song, but I see how it's influenced every ska song pretty much from. Yep, and that wasn't the argument I was making. I was just saying just because something is influential and it's even responsible for an entire genre. Josh, we're gonna fight right now. We're fighting. <laughs> I don't even know I'm drunk. Okay, so that was our ska list. We will have it up on iTunes or not iTunes. It's already up. It's already up and labeled. Spotify. Oh, it's up on Spotify. So if and you I've been, I w- I've it... been re-editing uh, the the order as we've been going to make sure it's ready for people in the order we gave it in. So, so skank into 2022 with some of these great ska songs. It's gonna be fun. Let's make 2022 all about ska. I'm gonna. Fu- I used to play trombone in high school. That was the image I was originally gonna send you. Is I had a really dorky picture of me with a trombone i probably have a picture of me with a horn somewhere but i don't know if i could like get it scanned and yeah and i was like no i'm just gonna do a basic ska cover well since we've already been going for two hours do we want to just 
hold weekly, do whatever we were going to do for weekly rewind this week. I want to do a quick one. Okay, we'll play it. All right. So, weekly rewind. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Phoebe Bridges dropped a nice long ass song, but it's a good song. Day after tomorrow. Harley Poe dropped a new song, Welcome to Slime City, and I like it. The Linda Lindas dropped a new one called Nino, and I enjoy that. Love it. Knuckle, Love it. Knuckle Puck dropped one called Levitated. Levita- love it. Zebrahead, I'm, I love Zebrahead from the past. Uh, sorry. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I think I like the new song called Homesick for Hope. And then Tom Morello dropped a whole album, and most of it's not my jam. But he did a song with Manchester Orchestra called The Lost Cause that I like. And he also did a song with Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness called The Maze that I like. Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine fame for anyone who doesn't know. Never heard of him. Who do you ever be? Oh, okay. (laughs) Kidding. Um, Were you with me when we saw him in Ann Arbor? Tom Morello? Yeah. No. He played like a, a show in Borders. For his solo stuff, and I just randomly walked over and I was like, "All right, I'll check this out." <laughs> no, can't say I have. Um, I have a couple, couple short things here since we're doing it. Um, no bragging rights. New album uh, came out on Friday. It's pretty good. I have several different pressings of it coming. I went full you, on. Uh, are you a variant full. collector now? I think just for bands where I know the people. I can't do it, even if I love a band. I don't want to own more than one, normally. Um, and then uh, our friend, uh, Mike and I's mutual friend, JC, for his band, the 3148s, they had their first uh, single off their uh, upcoming album. They they just signed with their label uh, in London, and they, their new single, Beck and Call, is out. Uh, came out on Friday, so go listen to that. The three one four eights, and then um, I just wanted to show you guys this and see what you thought. Um, there's a Ilium and Swaco and Triple Red had a song come out, and I I don't know if this is like a a new song or if it's like a remix or something. But I want to know what you guys think of this. Maybe. I hate it. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet. I'm just saying. I know. I haven't started playing it yet. Okay, here we go. Crawling in my skin. I was just about to say, it sounds like Linkin Park. It does. I was like, they owe Linkin Park some money. Yeah, (laughs) just like Olivia Rodrigo owed Haley Williams money, they owe fucking some Linkin Park some money. That sounded exactly like a Linkin Park song. (laughs) Yeah, you played that, and I was like, why are you playing this weird Linkin Park cover? No, that's literally why I was playing it, because I heard it. It, uh, (laughs) Ilium did that song with Tom DeLonge, so I was like, so they've started coming up in my uh, weekly rewind, or my release radar and that came up and i was like the hell 
is this? I gotta show yeah, this to them. Too, that's like they'll have, like, they'll like, have old uh, man outrage just like I did. That's <laughs> yeah. That's so it's it's the end of the episode. I don't think either of you thought about it, but I thought I'd bring it up again. Did you guys think of any pop punk punk albums you'd want to hear as Scott? Oh god. No, I, I know. You guys forgot. Um, it's cool. Album? Album? Yeah, like a full album, just like Jeff Rosenstock did. What about an EP? Sure. Dogs oh. eating dogs. <laughs> um, I'd like to hear uh, Heavy Hearted by former critics as a ska <laughs> album. I I'll get my it. trombone. I'll join your ska uh, version. Well, as we learned it. earlier today, several members of the band were in a ska band. Yeah, but you guys will be playing other things. I play trumpet. Middle school. I was listening to All Killer No Filler the other day, and I was like, this would be kind of fun as a Sky album. By some 41. Listen to another album, thought this would be better Sky. Uh, um. That dude, so you'll you'll scoff at this, but that dude that does the country covers of, uh. I bet you he could. No, but so his production is good and he plays several. Oh, I agree. I was like, I bet you he could. He did a What If Blink Did Wonderwall and it was like that I just saw, like just came out and it's so good. Um, But he like he I bet he could do it. Man, Mike is really thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. No worries. No worries. I did a cop out answer. I do have one final question for Mike. American Idiot all Scott and see how that happens. <laughs> I have one final question for Mike before we wrap this up. All right. You're not going to be on our top 10 albums of the year list, but just give us a few of your favorite albums of the year. Oh, uh, they don't have to be in order. I know. Hold on. Let me just see what I even albums came out this year. Cause mostly I want to see if there's something I missed. <laughs> um, I really like that new sincere engineer album. I don't know what it's called at the moment. It's called Bless My Psyche. That one was really good. Um, what else came out? Bad Luck came out with a cool album. That was good. It's called Summer of Pain. Um, that We Are the We Are the Union album is really good. There's a Palette Knife album that's good. That's called Ponderosa Steakhouse and the Chamber of Bullshit. What a fun name. That new Money Money Boston's album is okay. Sky Dream came out last year, didn't it? No, No Dream came out last year. Sky Dream came out this year. Sky Dream will probably be my top album of the year. Um, Kelly Massey came out with an album called Laughs. That was really good. Uh, Best of the Worst album oh that did come out this year better medicine is really good that's uh like um a ska band but like hardcore ska i think they're from like new jersey they're really good and yeah that's it because that's all i got right now that's totally fine i put you on the spot um those were some good albums so check those albums out check out the band former critics both josh and mike are part of now and doug and yes. jess and well, I know, all but been on the show both here. I know. Um, yeah, Doug I'm going to wrap it up. Not this, is, this is a two-hour episode. <laughs> Even yeah. with editing, it's going to be a two-hour episode. Yeah, we're already at two min- two hours and 21 minutes recording time. And I will. it'll go down, but it won't go down that much.
No, that's fine. It's a good episode, so people can <laughs> just live with it. Good. Uh, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. Time to listen to some ska. Flip, flip the record over. And pick it up, pick it up, pick it up! Bye-bye. Cool. If you pick that it was up, fun. you can't listen that to it. That was really long, but you that was good. pick up the record and flip it over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore side pod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>